Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This, this is Justin Monorail, and my Monorail family is here with me once again. Joining me on my right. Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. The original. Back to Chicken Nugget. Mm-hmm. Last week you were Chicken Nugget without the skin. Now you're just Chicken Nugget. I'm glad. Welcome back, Chicken Nugget. Across from Chicken Nugget. The Salmonella Mop at Chick-fil-A. Great. That's pretty gross. That's disgusting. McKenna Monorail. <laughs> and then... I mean... And finally, last but not least... Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here with us once again. How's it going, guys? Good. I'm not at Epcot right now, so a little sad. No, but we were there yesterday, so... I know. <laughs> had a good time. Yes. Yeah, it was I fun. didn't get to enjoy all of it because I had to work... Oh, real life kicking in for McKenna. (laughs) Garbage. Yeah, but we did have some fun. We experienced a couple things that were new to us, including some pass holder stuff. But (laughs) before we get to that. I was way off. Yeah, bad guess. But we did do that too. This is episode 68, and today is August the 5th of 2019. It is August, and you know, one of the things we haven't done in quite some time is like a month look ahead, looking ahead at the month that we have arrived at, and that's what we're going to do. That's what I call it. Looking ahead at the month we have arrived at. Welcome back to this segment, and we're going to start with, there are several things, very exciting things that are happening this month. The first is the Not-So-Scary Party starts this month. Yay! It's Halloween. Halloween's here. Halloween time. Yeah. Spooky. So, let me just say, this year is flying by. Holy cow. Well, yeah, especially when you start celebrating Halloween in August. Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) It makes it seem a a little shorter. But August 16th is the first Not-So-Scary Party, and there are going to be several. Um, I, I, I do have all the dates in front of me, but you can look them up if you go to Disney World dot disney dot go you know and then go look for the events calendar you can find mickey's not so scary party <laughs> they always get me with their the things they put on their pages they say book your tickets now oh wow that's oh, scary <laughs> spooky yeah i might i might have just like passed away that was terrifying <laughs> but yeah 79 dollars. it starts at 79 dollars per adult um and then that's after a $10 advance purchase savings. And it's a little cheaper for the kids. And it depends on what night you go. Some nights are a little more expensive. If you go on Halloween night, which might be sold out at this point. I don't know. But if you were to try to go on Halloween night, that's the most expensive um, that they get. So they go up and down. And let me tell you, um, Angela 
she does touring plans. Mm-hmm. She posted on Twitter <laughs> that she wants to go ahead and start decorating her home with uh, Halloween stuff. And I told her to do it. If Disney's doing it, she should do it. We should all do it. I want to become Halloween. Become Halloween. That's a good goal. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's decorate. We should. All right. We'll pull out a skeleton or two and place them around the house. <laughs> Garrett looks like a skeleton, so oh, it's kind of like he's always in the spirit. My room is always spooky. <laughs> Do not go in there. Yeah. Let's talk about a couple other things happening this month. August 29th, food and wine. Yay! Woo! Yay! Food and wine is back August 29th through November 2nd. And along with it, some magnets. Oh, my god! Special gosh. pass holder yeah. magnets. You saw that there's a Chef Mini magnet you're going to be able to get at the beginning of the festival. And then a couple weeks, you know, well, like a month later, there's going to be a Chef Remy magnet. And I'm going to have it. I'm going to have two of them. (laughs) Two of them. (laughs) I'm going to have two of them. One for my car and one for me to keep. Yeah. Well, as Frank and Jen would tell you, don't put it on your car. I know, but I want everyone to know that I love Chef Remy. Glue it on there. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, super oh. glue it on my car. <laughs> don't do that. You can't put magnets on cars. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a discussion that earlier was, when... Yes, I was, I was referring year. to an old episode. That's yes. right. Go back in time and listen to the discussion of magnets. It's very <laughs> educational for all of us. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. And they got some other cool stuff too, of course. There's going to be some pass holder coasters that have Chef Mini on them. Those look really cool. We're getting those. We're going to get them. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool. As I said on Twitter, I'm digging those coasters. And that's probably the only time I said that phrase and wasn't talking about a roller coaster. <laughs> Why would I say that ever? But yeah. I said it now. Yeah, that is a weird thing to say. There's there's something else happening on August 29th. You I also... I don't know if that matters, but Star Wars Galaxy's Edge also Yeah, no, no one cares. Well, but you didn't mention that the Animal Kingdom is going to also have a magnet. They do. I think they, they might have that. Now, I don't know when they're going to start handing those out, but yeah, they have a Simba pass holder magnet. If it's um, now, we got to go get it. Let's see if... Let's see if I can see the dates for the Simba magnet while we talk about that Galaxy's Edge pass holder previews are coming up, too. Ours in a couple of weeks. I have a magnet question, because no one cares about Galaxy's Edge opening. Um, Do I have to pay for them? The magnets? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't? No, you just show them your pass holder card. Ooh. The, the Simba, the Simba magnet. magnet. The Simba magnet is mine. Yeah, Garrett wants the Simba magnet, and it's available at Animal Kingdom. You can get them at... Um, where does it say? Where do you pick up the Simba magnet? Let's see. Well, Winnie the Pooh is oh, shrugging. The so. Discovery <laughs> Discovery Trading Company is where you got to go. Starting August 29th through September 2nd. That Whoa. is very short. Yeah. We L- have Labor to Day go weekend. weekend. <laughs> so, Whoa. got a very short window of time to get that Simba magnet. And apparently there's going to be some special menu items uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. during that time frame at Dawa Bar, Thirsty River, Restaurantosaurus Lounge, and Nomad Lounge. That's for pass holders as well. Well, we're in. Well, and as we learned yesterday, just because they say they've got a pass holder exclusive item available doesn't mean you're actually going to be able to get it. We went to Sunshine Seasons yesterday hoping to get the secret dessert. 
And we asked the lady. She was like, oh, yeah, we've got those. And then she opens up the cooler and she said, you know, something's wrong with the cooler and they're all melted. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> yeah, we didn't get it. So it we didn't get it. melted. Yeah. Very disappointing. It was. She asked if we wanted something else and I was so disappointed I said no. But then stupid me sat down and thought, I really wanted that rose gold cupcake. Yeah, you should have you gotten that one. <laughs> Garrett got his Mickey cheesecake, the Oreo cheesecake again. I wished I was with you guys and I would have gotten some creme brulee. Yeah, the creme brulee is good. So good. Yeah, that is pretty delicious. But sadly, we missed out on the secret dessert from Sunshine Seasons yesterday. You're going to get it without me? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah, because we could have gotten it again with you. Yeah, exactly. Second dessert. (laughs) <laughs> and it wouldn't have been our last of the day. <laughs> I know. We had several desserts <laughs> yeah. yesterday. <laughs> we did. It was a dessert-filled day. So, oh, uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a couple of other passholder specialty items that you can get as part of the Food and Wine Festival. There's like a, there's a passholder t-shirt that has Chef Mickey popping out of a pocket that says passholder. And there's a special Dooney and, and Burke bag with Chef Minnie all over it. Ooh, it's so cute. I'm sure that costs a pretty penny. I think pennies are pretty too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, lots mm-hmm. of special stuff happening. So that's all the crazy stuff going on in in August. There's a lot, a lot to do. They're still doing some uh, after hours parties. There's going to be H2O glow nights in August. Anything you are interested in getting involved in, you probably you probably can do it. So take a look at that event calendar on Disney.com. Yep. In terms of refurbishments. The only thing under refurbishment currently at Magic Kingdom is the railroad, but actually Astro Orbiter is closed until August 15th, so a couple of weeks of no Astro Orbiter, just some standard refurbishment there. Epcot, the O Canada show closed on 8-1. I didn't realize that that was going to be closed. We were there yesterday, and I was like, we should go see the O Canada show, and it's closed. And it won't open again until late 2019, and I hear it's because they're changing the movie. Oh, okay. Wait, why? I don't know, but I'm glad we saw it. So when McKenna and I met Landon at Epcot, we actually went over and watched the O Canada show. I'd never seen it before. I haven't. I haven't. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was Martin Short, right? Yeah. Who doesn't like Martin Short? Exactly. He was a very good host of the show. I'm going to have to look it up or something. Yeah, there's... Well, actually, you can find videos of it, so you can relive it. But it was pretty cool. Like, it was a... You know, it's in a... There aren't seats. You have to stand while you watch it. But it was Circle Vision in a nice, dark, cool theater. And yeah, I thought it was a good use of time. We weren't really in a rush that day, so it was good. At Hollywood Studios, the Sunset Seasons Greetings is closed until November 29th... Or November 2019... Animal Kingdom Primeval World is still closed. It'll reopen August 25th, but who cares? Um, yeah. And then Up, A Great Bird Adventure will close on September 8th and will reopen on September 15th. They're making some adjustments to that show, apparently. Oh, that's not a long closure. That's no, it's just that's a week. And uh, Typhoon Lagoon is scheduled to close January 5th of 2020 until February 11th. Blizzard Beach is actually going to close September 8th until January 5th. So it's going to go out of commission first for its annual refurbishment and then Typhoon Lagoon after that. We'll have to go to Blizzard Beach soon then. Yeah, that's right. We need yeah. to go before they shut it down. So maybe mm-hmm. that's something we can do in the next couple of weekends. we got to have that comparison because we did get to go. 
McKenna and I for the first time to Typhoon Lagoon last weekend. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, we had a really good time. And I did homework. And lastly, Stitch is still closed. Ah, uh, <laughs> we know. <laughs> Weather-wise, Orlando, August, hot. It's going to be mid-90s, high-80s for the month. Rain, thunder shower possibilities pretty much every day. So, humid. Yeah, humid. It's Don't been raining. Your hair. It's been raining quite a bit uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has, and it's been really hot. Yeah, there was a couple times yesterday. We we were lucky enough to miss any of the downpours. I think we got into Epcot after kind of a lot of the rain had moved through, but there were still some little pop up showers that happened. But we we missed them. But we certainly came out into the muggy heat after we had you know done some indoor things like at the land. Yeah, I think the whole time we were in the land. It probably was raining, mm-hmm. and then we came out, and it was really humid, but we missed all the rain. We did. That was good. That was good. I'm, I was glad we missed it, but man, yeah, you come out, and you melt in that in that smothering humidity after a downpour. So, there's a couple other things that I was going to mention. Uh, one is that we've got some new details around the NBA experience coming to Disney Springs. I know you all are super excited about that. I am. I'm going to dunk on you. <laughs> it officially opens August 12th, so it's happening this month. And there are 13 basketball-related activities, including dribble, work on your basketball handling skills, dunk, an adjustable rim so you can make a highlight reel slam, arcade, you can play the classic Papa Shot game, trivia, which is always an exciting part of an NBA game. I love trivia. <laughs> That it's really only basketball trivia though. Yeah, NBA and, and WNBA trivia. Of I course. don't know anything about that stuff. Well, then don't do trivia at the NBA. Yeah, you don't have experience. to do. You're not forced. Oh my gosh! Um, have you met your father? He forces us to do all kinds of things. But essentially, and I and I don't know if they say in the Disney Parks blog, blog article how much it costs to go into the. Into the NBA experience, I don't, I don't see it. One but, million dollars. I mean, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess thirty dollars a person. That's my guess. But they say the experience is all about the guest. This place is all about you. Almost every activity encourages you to be an active participant. They recommend you complete the optional registration once you're inside. This allows you to customize and personalize the experience by adding your own nickname and choosing your favorite NBA or WNBA team. And then your team's logo will be associated with you throughout the stay and shows up on the leaderboard and signage, like when you try the shoot activity. The court magically transforms to make it feel like you're in your favorite team's home arena. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Immersive environment. Walking into the NBA experience feels like stepping onto center court of an arena, complete with a huge overhead video monitor, pulsing music, and swirling lights. Pulsing music. It's yeah. a rave. It's just like you're getting introduced from Knoxville, Tennessee, McKenna, monorail. And then you just step out there and you can dunk on people. Dunk on everyone. Watch out. Please be introduced as McKenna monorail. I'm going to be introduced as Salmonella mop. (laughs) Gross. So, uh, yeah. Cool stuff. I'm excited about the NBA experience. I think it'll be fun. So... Before we start recording, you know, I've done this in the past where I tweet out like, hey, anybody have a question or two for us for the show? Any suggestions? Any, you know, anything you want us to talk about on the show? I've done that. And sometimes we get a question here and there. 
today I did that, and we got several questions, so I was just going to throw some out there and see what you guys wanted to say about them. Can we do that? Sure. Yep. Okay. So let me go to the Twitter, and if you follow us at Morning Monorail, you can participate in things like this as well, so make sure you're following us on the social medias. But um, here's what we got. This was from uh, Allison. Your favorite things you've done in Epcot since moving there. Hey, Allison. So, so far in Epcot, my favorite things have been getting to meet up with you when you come oh. and hang out at Epcot. What What a suck up. Oh, my. I'm not sucking up. She's my <laughs> friend. <laughs> but, yeah, that was at WDW Minibar. She is a friend of the show and a friend of Samantha participating in an upcoming girls trip, with her, which is sure to be great, but not quite as great, as the boys trip to Galaxy's Edge on August 29th, starring me. Playing into the Dawsdown and oh, Old Man see. Frank. You'll see. <laughs> oh, you'll we're, see. We're going to be having a blast. Garrett, what's your favorite thing you've done in Epcot since we've moved here? Uh, That's yeah, fair. I don't know. <laughs> it's all great. There's nothing I can... You can't pick out a single thing? I cannot. Can you, McKenna? Um, I have two things. Okay. The Perry the Platypus thing is awesome, and I love it. World Showcase I'd Adventure. I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> You're not allowed to. Thief. Um, and eating creme brulee. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm going to say my favorite thing I've done in Epcot since we've moved here is going to be like trying a lot of additional treats that we haven't tried in the past just because we haven't had time. So, for example, yesterday we went to the Kringla Bakery and we tried school bread. Yeah, that was so good. And that was something Allison has recommended to us in the past, if I yeah. remember correctly. And yeah. it was very good. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. I'm pretty happy that I tried it. Not that I would say it's a favorite treat there, but I really enjoyed it. And I would eat it, it was, again. It was interesting. The bread has like a an herb quality to it. I think it's anise. It's Okay. Well, I don't know what it is. All I know is it's like a sweet bread. And it's good, but then you get this herb taste in the bread. I don't know. It's weird, but I thought it was a cool experience. We also tried um, the Kringla, the chocolate pretzel, which Garrett was a big fan of. Of course, he's a fan of pretzels and a dessert pretzel. All of them were. So that was good. Uh, I have a better answer. Well, what's that? Uh, walking into a world showcase for the first time and like going through the different countries because I felt like I was really there slowing down and kind of exploring them a little more yeah yeah and watching illuminations afterwards yeah like actually going into the countries because yeah. we never really went into the countries before well not all of them but we've done we did like morocco in depth before but but really you know in china and japan but yes now we're doing it with all of them and it is there's a lot to see and do so that is very good that's hey, a good answer i think i figured out what's in the school bread that makes it taste herby what it's kind of close i was off on anise but it's Similar cardamom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's what is in the recipe online. It is a complex flavor. I enjoy it. I like weird flavors though. Yeah. Um, okay. We got a question from Disney Discussions podcast, and this is Tony, our friend Tony. He said, "Now that you live there, what are the biggest differences to visiting Disney than when it was a vacation?" Well, I can I can. Uh, tell you what I feel like the biggest difference is. So um, the biggest difference for me is I don't feel so rushed anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of enjoy it. Like 
we stop and listen to the bands playing or um, we'll take the time to go watch one of the movies. You know, Garrett and I did the Pixar shorts mm-hmm. and that was good. And I don't know. I just feel like it's okay if I don't get every ride that I want to do done. Mm-hmm. And that's su- such a huge difference from when we would visit. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking our time. Mm-hmm. Garrett, you didn't answer this one. Uh, I have the same. Same. One. Yeah. Yeah. Just being able to slow down and do everything that you want. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That is a, a, I mean, that pretty much is like the biggest difference is just, we can go, you know, we don't, we don't have to go first thing in the morning. We can go kind of anytime we want and we only, we don't have to spend all day there and we can do a couple of things and it's, it's nice. Yeah. And, uh, I think, like I said, we've been making some like choices for dinner and lunch and different things that we wouldn't have made if we were just visiting. So we're trying a lot of things that we wouldn't have otherwise done. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Tom underscore park days, Tom on Twitter, he said, I have a request for an Augustus update. Next time you're at animal kingdom, Augustus is a one year old hippo that, <laughs> that was Aww. born at the animal kingdom. And, uh, he's, I guess he's about a year and a half now. And, I remember seeing him when we went on I Kilimanjaro Safaris yeah. the last time. Um, he's getting bigger, and he is cute. It's cute to see the little hippo hanging out with the fully grown ones. But he's he's growing. We'll have to try to get some good pictures and throw it up for Tom. Yeah, for sure. Yep. This one from Disney Nut 1985 at Disney Nut 1985. Now that you live in Florida, is there anything on your WDD, WDW bucket list that you would like to check off? And Frank kind of asked a similar question. He said, let me get back to that notification. This is old man Frank once again, hey. if, you're, if you're curious. <laughs> Hash, hashtag old Frank Cardillo of Dillo's Diz. He retweeted and said, what's at the top of the we haven't done this attraction slash dining location since becoming residents and we're dying to. So I guess they're a little different. The questions are a little bit different. Yeah. So let's start with uh, Michael's question. What's on the WDW bucket list that you want to cross off? Um, I want to do the uh, at least one of the uh, tour things mm. for the seas. Yeah. You want? Do you think you'd want to do? You wanted to do the scuba thing, right? Yeah, but I'd have to get dive certified. quest. Yeah, you, we we'd have to get certified. You do have to be certified to do dive quest, but it looks pretty cool. We saw some divers in the seas yesterday. I think. That would be cool if Garrett got certified to dive. Mm-hmm. That'd be really neat. Yeah. He likes going under the water. It might be something that's a hobby for him. Yeah. Scuba could be something he picks up, so maybe mm-hmm. we should do that. There's probably some locus, local scuba classes. Locus. Loka. Loka <laughs> scuba. I hate locus. <laughs> Kenna, what's a bucket list item for you that you want to cross off? That I want to cross off? Getting thrown in Disney jail. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do it. Um, but seriously, I don't know. Um, I would like to eat a Mickey ice cream bar from one of the things, the stands. Mm -hmm. That's something that I want to do in Disney. You can't because of those migraines you get with the chocolate. I don't care. It makes you sick. That's why it's on my bucket list. Nope. Because you do it and then kick the bucket. Yup. Oh, has, has she not had one before? No. Oh. You've had a Mickey bar. Um. Never I don't a Mickey think bar. She's ever had one. She's only been um, allergic for a while, but I don't think we've ever bought her one. Well, we're terrible parents. We are. Okay. Uh, what about your 
bucket list item? So I want to do that chef's table thing that Victoria and Albert's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your, your answer to Frank might be the same as your answer I think to Michael. So, but yeah. I can try to figure out one more cause I have quite a bit that I would like <laughs> to do. Um, but I would, I would really like to try it. I've always, I don't know. There, food is something that I really enjoy. I like trying to make up stuff. Mm-hmm. I like, um, when people make up stuff, I like eating things that I would never have tried before on my own. So I really want to, I want to do that. Okay. I don't know. A bucket list. I'm trying to think of a bucket list item that wouldn't be attraction slash dining so that my answers can be different. Um, I'm going to say, I guess it would be like a VIP tour, like some sort of a behind the magic tour or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Um, I always worry a little bit that maybe going behind the scenes would ruin some of the magic for me, but maybe it won't. Maybe it would just be cool to see how it all works. So something like that would be fun. So let's talk about the Frank question then. What's the top? We haven't done this attraction slash dining location since becoming residents Q. You go first this time, Mom. Okay. So I don't know if this qualifies because it's not really attraction dining, but so I probably should have flipped my answers around. That's okay. Just use your imagination and imagine I did. Um, I would like to go to Disney and participate in the um, New Year's Eve party for my birthday. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that that would be a bucket list item. You could Mm -hmm. put that. So Victoria and Albert's is your restaurant answer. Yes. Okay. That'll work. But that would be fun. It's crazy. We have to be ready to spend like the day there. Yeah. Well, I would be fine with it Mm -hmm. because there are lots of bathrooms around. Yeah. So, um, but I really do want to do that one day or one year. Doesn't have to be this year. Doesn't have to be next year. I just think it'd be really cool to be able to participate in uh, that party. Yeah, McKenna, dining slash attraction. I have two. Okay. Um, I like to ride test track again. Okay. Because we haven't done it since <laughs> so we've that's been true. Down here. We haven't done it since we've moved in. And I want to go to Beer Garden. Okay. I want to go back because All right. it's been a while and so good, and I want to go back really bad. Yep. And we're going to do that, hopefully, for your birthday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Garrett? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't really have anything. I usually go where you guys go. <laughs> but you can have opinions. <laughs> like, do you want to go back to the sci-fi dining theater? Or do you want to go back to the mom's place? Where do you want to go? I mean, I guess I always assume that we're going to go back everywhere because we have basically unlimited time to do it so are you aware of a restaurant we haven't done that you would want to do food isn't really your thing i realize but what about is there i'm trying to think is there some attraction we haven't done since we've well you've been here longer than me and mckenna but um, Uh, there's one that i wanted to do but now i don't because it's too expensive the amphibicars Oh, okay. No, that's fine. We could do that sometime. No, and no, I, and I, the inf- no, the amphicars. It. It's not worth it at the boathouse. Oh yeah, we could do that. It's yeah. just it's just going on a little car for that much money. No, I think it would be fun though. Maybe that's so something too. we could set aside. You know, a little bit here and there, and we'll do that at some point. Yeah. But that's a that's a good thinking outside the box answer because I wasn't thinking about Disney Springs. 
and I'm going to say we haven't done Ralph Breaks VR yet, so that's going to be my attraction that I want to do. Dang it. At the void. (laughs) (laughs) You're at two. I forgot about that one. And then for dining location, I do want to do Victoria and Albert's chef table, but I've got a couple. Takumi Te, I want to do really bad. Um, But also, I think I would really like to try... Man, there's a lot of them. I'm trying to narrow it down just to to one. Um, I want to try be our guest. I I mean, yeah. I hear good things and I hear bad things. Still haven't done it. Well, everyone I knows it. I want to do be our guest. Yeah. But if someone said you get either Victoria and Albert's chef table or be our guest, like special service if they have such things, I'm still gonna go with Victoria and Albert. Just because it seems so amazing. I would like to do the Takumi Te like special prefix menu thing. I mean, yeah. that would be a very special event if we were able to do that. But yeah, that that sounds amazing to me. It's it. I think it'd be up there with the Victorian Alberts thing. Also, yeah. this is kind of the first question, but I would like to stay at the Polynesian also. Oh, okay. Yep. I feel like that counts. You can still throw them in there. Yeah. Question from Janillo. This is Jen Cardillo Snyder. My other best friend. Are there houses in your neighborhood for sale? Um, yes. Actually, <laughs> yes. Jen, I will find you one. <laughs> I will throw people out that live beside me, and you can just move right in beside us. <laughs> <laughs> and I know she was asking for a friend, mm-hmm. but uh, no, it's for her. And yes. <laughs> okay. The Cretans Guild, at Cretans Guild on Twitter. The removal of blank would be the most disappointing part of the Spaceship Earth renovation. That's a tough one. The Phoenicians. The burning of... Rome and at the library. The Library of Alexandria. Alexandria. The computer. The computer thing where you make your little... Oh, you... Like if they took the computer off the ride, yeah. So you couldn't do, you didn't get like the customized. Here's what your that's like half the thing. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a good answer because that's different. And you would be sad if they took away Rome burning and the Library of Alexandria, like Rome burning. Well, that's the whole scene. Yeah, but if they were like, and now we're not going to mention Alexandria, though, I would be heartbroken. Okay, it smells good. Yeah, no, I like the smell. No, yeah, it's awesome. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm happy it happened. I'm just saying it smells cool we on the right. We lost so much. Okay. Well, we didn't lose anything in Spaceship Earth. <laughs> oh my gosh. What about you? What would be your most disappointing thing to see go? Um, maybe um, maybe the area where the Earth is, and you're at the top of <laughs> the Spaceship Earth. Yeah. By the way, that's that, pretty. When you go up there, it looks like. You're in a desert with, like, mountains um, blocking the stars. Like, you can see the silhouettes of mountains. Hmm. Doesn't it look like, when you go out there, it looks like you're still on Earth, looking up at Earth. I don't think I've ever thought of that. No. Yeah, if you look, you can see there's, like, a ground, and then mountains is what it looks like. But I think it's just the building inside Spaceship Earth. I think that's all it is. But they don't project stars onto those, so yeah. it just looks like mountains. And I think it looks really cool, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> On Earth, looking at Earth. Um, which is kind of an Inception thing, because that's what you're doing when you ride Spaceship Earth. But um, 
for me, what would be the most disappointing thing? I I like the scenes with the printing press. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I'd be sad to see all that go. And that, like when you're going through and you see like the, the theater on the right hand side where they're showing like the Jesse Owens highlights and all that stuff. You got the guy with the newspaper, extra, extra, like all that section. I feel like I'd be sad if all that was gone. I don't know. That's that's larger than one scene, but if I had to pick... Okay, one thing. The removal of blank. Um, the removal of... Ah, oh, man. They already took away the Jeremy Irons voiceover, so that I can't say that. But I do like... I like Dame Judy Dench. So if they, if they replace the voiceover, which they probably will, I'll be sad for a while. I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the voiceover is really good. Yeah, it is. So there you go. Those were the questions that we got today. Nice. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to your answers, and hopefully you're following us on Twitter because the next time I send out the call for questions, you can participate. Yes. And give us what you want to know. Yeah. Something. (laughs) So, all right. Well, let's take a break. We're going to go over to M34D, and after that, we're going to be back with a review of a couple of things. Typhoon Lagoon and Coral Reef. So stay tuned. All the water. That's right. All water. Water Water. Water-themed third segment. (laughs) We'll be back. Welcome back to the monorail. This is M340, and that is the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And joining me from his palatial remote location in Knoxville, Tennessee, is Landon, the Dawes Dome. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. Uh, always fun to be coming from uh, the fun section of the Monday Morning Monorail. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. As you can see, I've got my classic Mickey Mouse Club ears on today. And I, the funny thing is, I bought these things probably... I don't know, let's say 15 years ago. And as you can see, I've left the adult sticker on here because I want to re- <laughs> remind everyone. And I feel like it's appropriate right now. I'm an adult wearing Mickey ears. And here's, here's the evidence if you're watching the video. Adult. I, I was curious what that one sticker was, but uh, it is very <laughs> timely to identify yourself as an adult. Uh, yeah. And, uh, DW, as it were. These ears are embroidered, too. They say, they say J on the back. So like, like just the letter J or J A Y J A Y, yeah, okay. yeah, they do. Well, well, them's fancy. I, I, I dig them. And speaking of adults in W D W, um, Landon, I just wanted to give you some props. And, and by the way, I don't know if you've heard the news. I think you're up for a, a Peabody Award in excellence in <laughs> podcasting. Um, uh, so uh, uh, finally, I'm I'm glad the committee is finally. <laughs> well, well, it seems they're returning your phone calls, not so much mine. But uh, <laughs> but that's that's good to know. I've already I've also been offered the uh, season premiere host on SNL. Uh, yeah, to host exactly. this season. So, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's been an exciting week here at the uh, 
Landau's compound, so to speak. I think the cold open was uh, shocking to some people, <laughs> but uh, I think that it was one of those things like you, you hop in a pool and initially it's cold and you're like, whoa, but then you're having a great time. And you love well, it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I recorded it, and when I heard it open last week's show, it was a shock to me. So, you know, <laughs> shocks all around, but I do hope that the majority of the listeners enjoyed it as yeah. opposed to turned it off, which, which, <laughs> which if they did turn it off, I apologize, and we'll try not to make that a regular thing, no. question mark, unless people really like it, and they seem to, question mark, question mark. You know, we don't always get a ton of like instant feedback on the shows after they come out um this week was an exception and it was all but it was all positive and it was all like wow that was amazing so <laughs> i think the majority of people really enjoyed it and and i will say i debated a little bit putting it either on the front end or or like post credits and it's just because even though it's bleeped i feel like it's right on the border of being maybe a little not family friendly um, yeah, and, 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 and let me jump in here. That's why I had some eyebrows raised on, you know, my face <laughs> when you sunburn said- face this week when, when I saw five year olds were, were quoting me. So yeah. that was that was a new feeling. Yeah. Uh, great parenting by the way. I, I really do approve of that. Oh, we're we're raising the next generation in your image, I think is what's happening. Okay, that I don't know if I can get behind, but <laughs> but, but I, I appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> but I just wanted to say uh that I, I went with it because it was too funny not to, and I think, you know, of course, we're not going to do this kind of thing all the time, but it's fun to throw that sort of thing in every once in a while, so, you know, keep the listeners on their toes, and and I hope it didn't offend any ears or anything, um, but it, it was a lot of fun, and, and that's what this show is about. We're supposed to be having fun and enjoying it, and I do want to say, shout out to the Dillos, at Dillos Diz, that's Dillos with an S, Diz with a Z. On their Thursday theme park th- Thursday theme park Thursday uh, with Dillo's Diz episode, I thought it dropped on a Wednesday this week. It, well, <laughs> it was it was early, uh, but uh, but they addressed uh, the source of this conversation in in an article that was written in the New York Post, and I just want to say they did a great job talking about it. And their message, I one hundred percent agree with, is that um, really like why judge people? Why why judge anyone? Let's all just we're all in this together, guys. You know. Mm-hmm. Who, who cares what your background is, where you're coming from, who you are? Just try to have a little patience and just, like, relax and remember that you're in the most magical place on Earth. But even, even outside of that, let's have a little understanding and, and, and erase the hate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I so, like it. But, yeah. but don't take Aiden's Mickey pretzel. Don't do it because no. <laughs> that is the one thing we don't do. Yeah, yeah, that 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 really set her off. But no, I'm I'm stunned that how much like mainstream coverage this has gotten because it's like like it, it my Monday through Friday, we talked about this several times throughout the week, like mm. just how absurd the story is. It but, is, but yeah, uh, don't hate. Don't um, hate. Go ride a roller coaster. It ain't happy. Crap, I, I was really looking for a rhyme there. People like it when, when slogans rhyme. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't hate, participate. There we go. Yeah. Don't hate Matt. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, we are here today to move forward our project, our little project that we do here in the middle of this podcast that sometimes becomes an epic behemoth of a show. 
and, <laughs> and mostly because of this segment. It, it can be. Uh, I don't, I don't want to curse us, but I think this week we might not uh, be as verbose just because we're talking about something that doesn't have quite the history or the uh, legacy as some of the other things we talk about. But smash uh, cut forty five minutes. We're still here. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about something that opened a little bit later in Walt Disney World. Again, we finished all the day one attractions as we've done our deep dive. We've even gotten into the nineties, and now we're in the mid. 90s because we're talking about something that opened in October 1st of 1996, and that is Goofy's Barnstormer, um, the great Goofini, as it were. Um, and, you know, this is kind of the latest version. Before this, it actually opened um, in, what, 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 it opened in, I guess it opened in 96 as the Barnstormer. It introduced the great Goofini in 2012. So it's been the Barnstormer since 96. Um, and we can talk, we're going to talk a little bit about the ride, but I kind of think the history of what was going on here before we had the Barnstormers may be a little bit more interesting. So, <laughs> so yeah. we'll talk about that too. Uh, but let's just give you an overview. So what is it? It's a, it's a kid's roller coaster. It's a junior roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how it's described. A junior roller coaster. Before we started rolling, yeah. uh, Jay talked about... This is a this is a starter roller coaster. This is this is to get the taste of roller coaster in the young one's mouth. So as they grow up, they're not as intimidated by Space Mountain or Big Thunder or Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, like, like hey, yeah, it's a roller coaster. Remember, you did Barnstormer. So exactly, so you're cool. You're bigger. Let's go to a exactly. bigger coaster. Exactly. Yeah, it is located in Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom Park. And it takes flight over the storybook circus. Uh, the The coaster is themed after a stunt airplane, and uh, it's uh, Disney says it's just plain fun. So, uh, uh, plane, yeah. plane. You see what it did there? Exactly, because it's an airplane. <laughs> Sorry. Here's how they describe it: Make your way to an open air barn where Goofy, known as the Great Goofini, performs his world famous aerial stunt show. Climb aboard a wacky stunt plane and hold on tight as you take to the skies above Fantasyland. Ascend to the top of a wooden observation tower, then brace yourself as you swoop through the busy barnyard, darting and and soaring before landing safely during the grand finale. It is. It's like it's supposed to be like a stunt plane as part of the storybook circus. This is just part. It's a sideshow attraction. Um, And it's really not much. It is a side dish. It's not even an appetizer. This is like when you go to like a real fancy restaurant and you order a side dish and they bring you like two asparagus. Um, that's kind of what this is because <laughs> it's it's real short. It's just extremely this, short. You know, you only have to be 35 inches tall to ride this ride. Um, and just as short as the people that ride it is this coaster's experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it's like uh, for uh, preparation for this segment, I'll generally go on YouTube and watch some videos of people riding the attraction. And if there's any history, I, ro- or I watched one video of a ride through is like, Oh, that's that's it. Okay, clearly, clearly, this is an incomplete video. I'm gonna go watch it. Oh, okay. Once again, yeah, that's, that's that's it. it. Okay, all right, all right. Third time's gonna be a charm. Clearly, I'm missing. No, no. <laughs> it is like literally, you go up uh, a little curve, uh, and then you're back, and you're done. Like, 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 literally, that's it. Yeah. The. Uh, me rambling is actually taken longer than the, <laughs> than the length of this ride. That's the point I'm getting at. You this probably, is short. Probably could have done it twice. <laughs> but, well, and that's the crazy thing. Uh, again, before we started recording, you made point on busy days. Mm-hmm. 
this is a ride that can, or this is an attraction that can have a weight that will rival pretty much any of the big hitters at any of the parks, all the way up into including uh, Tower of Terror and Flight of Passage. I mean, like, like you said, what ninety minutes it, for this thing? Yeah. So according to touring plans, uh, a couple of notes they give uh, on busy days. So they do ratings of crowds from one to ten. Ten being the busiest day that you can experience in the Magic Kingdom. On a 10, you could wait upwards 80 to 90 minutes for the Barnstormers. For, for a ride that also, according to touring plans, the load takes more time than the actual ride. The load and the lift hill. Once you get moving from the lift hill, and it's a chain lift, 21 seconds. 21 seconds. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. It's for the it's for the cheering. But good lord, like, ah, uh, twenty one seconds. Yeah, you're gonna wait ninety minutes. And we we give people crap for waiting a long Ooh. time for the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. I mean, I at this point, yeah, at this point, that's like an all day experience compared to what you get on the Barnstormer. So, seriously, and at least with Seven Dwarves Mine, uh, they have a pretty cool queue. They yeah. have some really awesome animatronics, and then I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, it doesn't have that same Lufu that song over and over <laughs> and over again while you're standing in line for this roller coaster. Yeah. So not only do you have to wait ninety minutes for a twenty one second roller coaster, you're gonna be slow slowly driven insane by the music <laughs> the other thing is the cars are pretty small uh like adults may have trouble getting into the cars with their kids um you can ride it with your kid you're certainly allowed to if you can make it into the cart it tends to be a little jerky and rough so it's not even good like if you're a parent who has back problems you're not going to want to do this you're going to want to send the kid hopefully you have like an old, older sibling maybe that can take your kid on the ride or, or uh, I don't know, find Goofy and ask him to ride with your kid. There but, you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, it does have Fast Pass Plus. So I would say if you are um, a parent and you know that your kid's going to want to ride this or maybe you want your kid to ride it because you do want it to be kind of a little introduction. It You want, I would understand this, you want your kid's first experience on a roller coaster to be at Disney. Try this <laughs> thing out, you know. I get that, and 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 it's framed with Goofy. Everybody yeah. loves Goofy, so you'll, so you'll be fine. Yeah, and again, hey, no judgment. If people want to ride this, fine. It's just it's the trade off of time is all we're talking about. Like, you're yeah, just, absolutely. You're yeah, just not getting a lot for what mm-hmm. you're waiting for. Is all <sighs> up to ninety minute wait for a twenty one. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah, but 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 no judgment. Go back to the conversation we had literally yeah. before we started talking about this attraction. No judgment when it comes to anything of Walt Disney World. Yeah, that's right. So okay, let's go back to the history because I think this is kind of an interesting thing. Before we had the Barnstormer, is the Barnstormer? Uh, mm, that's the dir- yeah, that's the, the Swedish <laughs> version. <laughs> the Bernstormer. Um, before we had the Bernstormer. Uh, we had something called Grandma's Grandma Duck's Petting Farm from 1988 to 1996, and this was part of Mickey's Toontown. And this was a petting zoo. Uh, it sat right where the Barnstormer is now, and it was in actually a Mickey's Birthday Land section of Fantasyland, which was home to Minnie Moo, a cow that was famous for having a hidden Mickey oh, on its yeah. side. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty Very interesting. Cool. <laughs> When they shut the petting zoo down, they ended up relocating Minnie Moo over to Fort Wilderness. So she didn't, she wasn't like kicked out of Disney. 
Um, she probably enjoyed her home a little better once she got over to Fort Wilderness. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have to hang out in the, the Magic Kingdom for you and I. All that that'd be amazing for a cow. Probably not so much. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so, like it's really hot here, and I have no money for churros. Yeah, and people keep staring at me and <laughs> touching me. Uh, but yeah, uh, she she's no longer with us, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, she is now at Universal Studios. <laughs> but she she got to live out her final years over at Fort, Fort Wilderness, which I think is a pretty good way for a cow to spend. The the rest of its or its twilight let's say De- definitely yeah um after the petting uh the ducks petting farm closed in early 96 that's when the magic kingdom began construction on the barnstormer and uh mickey's two-town fair i got it i got it wrong so so it was birth mickey's birthday land of fantasy land back in 88 to 96 and then as part of mickey's two-town fair that's when the barnstormer opened and it was really more themed as like a farm and, you know, um, it even had like a section where the, the roller coaster kind of went into a barn and there were some animatronic chickens in there. Mm. Formerly from the World of Motion attraction. Re- oh, there you go. Relocated over to the, the Barnstormer at that time. I always think it's cool when we find these instances of Disney reusing yeah. its history in attractions. Yeah. Yeah. If they're going to shut something down, it's nice when they um, take some take pieces of it and put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just like the three caballeros. Over in the the Grand Fiesta tour from uh, Mickey's Musical Review, is that what it's called? I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds right. So, plus now it's on a podcast, so it's a fact. <laughs> Here's something that I thought was uh, very interesting, Landon, and it kind of ties back to our personal history, and that is the Barnstormer takes its name from a attraction that used to be part of the now closed. Opryland theme park. Yeah, I saw that note when doing some research. I thought that was a really cool, fun wrinkle. Uh, I personally don't have any memories of the Opryland Barnstormer, but I'm curious if you do. I don't remember it either, to be honest. But when I was reading this, I learned that that it's there are three rides in Disney parks around the world that have taken their name from attractions that used to be in Opryland. This is one of them. I don't remember the Barnstormer. I do remember there was a rock and roller coaster at Opryland. See, I did not, and yeah. and, and I, I saw that was uh, one of the names. And then, uh, do you have any uh, memory of the Grizzly River Run, which is uh, apparently at Disney California Adventure? <laughs> Whatever that is, must be somewhere like overseas. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, no, I don't remember the Grizzly River Run at Opryland. So. But but I I think it's so cool and interesting. More probably cool for you and I since we're Tennessee boys. More interesting for everybody else that Disney took three names from Opryland. Now yeah. Yeah. I guess this would have been after Opryland already shut down. Correct. Let's Cause, see. Because uh, this opened in October first of ninety six. Uh-huh. Well, I'm looking at Wikipedia and. The last day of operation was December thirty first, nineteen ninety seven. So ah, interesting. But uh, there but, uh, is some overlap yeah. of them being open. But I'm curious if the attractions themselves yeah. it, would did be they open overlap? That. Right, that's yeah. a good question. And and at this point, who's to say? Um, yeah, we'll leave that to uh, people like Defunct Land. Check. I just out. I just wonder. Do do you think it was on purpose, almost like a tip of the hat to the Opryland Resort mm. when they did this? Because there's three rides. I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster. I guess you could say it could be generic that, enough. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Barnstormer, but, but, maybe uh, a little. Because there is, I think, 
as of this recording, still a barnstormer attraction active at Dollywood, another Tennessee uh, theme park. Oh, you're right. There is a there is an attraction. I, it's, I think it's a swing ride, if I'm remembering right. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, and but, it's, but, and but, it's but, like a stunt plane thing. Yeah, but regardless, yeah. there is an attraction called the Barnstormer. Yeah. So, but, and I guess Grizzly River Run could also be generic enough. Yeah, I but, guess. But, but for those three, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a tip of the tip of the cap, maybe. but at the same time, it's like. Could just be coincidence. But man, a heck of a coincidence regardless. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember, um, I actually rode my very first roller coaster at Opryland. And it was the Wabash Cannonball. Yeah, I love that ride. Yeah, that was the first. It was my first roller coaster to go upside down, is what I should say. That because it had a loop in it. Mm-hmm. I think one loop, if I remember right. And so it was the first looping coaster that I ever rode. Was there in Opryland, and um, man, I, I do miss that park. Um, speaking of parks that closed, I was thinking of another one while we were talking about the Barnstormer because I really think that the Barnstormer, even the track layout, is similar to what you could have ridden. Back in the olden days, if you'd gone to Pigeon Forge, there used to be a small theme park called Ma- uh, Magic World. Yeah, they're up on the... Ma- okay, holy yep. crap. Yeah. And at Magic World, there was a little dragon kitty coaster. Now, the thing about the dragon was, it was very, very short, but you went multiple times. I think you went three times around, maybe? Um, but maybe two, I don't know. And then the other one I was thinking about that this kind of it, it, it was like a yeah chain a stream of consciousness. The other coaster that I was kind of thinking about, which now that I'm thinking about, it's probably more intense than this one. Was do you remember the the Rudolph roller coaster at Santa Land in North in Carolina? What, in Cher- yeah, oh my, yes. Uh, I my dad's sister lived in Cherokee, North Carolina, so we would go to Santa Land. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that place. And I don't know why, but this roller coaster kind of just made me think of the Rudolph roller coaster. But I actually think that that coaster was a little more intense than this. Also, yes, there was a theme park in North Carolina de- dedicated year-round to Santa Claus and the North Pole. I think it's still open. I have no doubt it's still open. Let's do a Google yeah. search. Santa Land in North Carolina. Let's see here. Santa Land Fun Park. Yep. Still open. So Going if, strong. So if you want to experience a little uh, a creepy theme park, <laughs> because I'm telling you, you go any, any time of the year that it's open, because I don't think it's open year-round. Um, oh, yeah, it says reopen May 18th, 2019. Uh, so it wasn't. Uh, it, was a, it was closed for a while, and then it opened in May. So it must close. I'm sure it closes during, like, the cold months. Um, Which is ironic, because you would think if, if any time you would want to go to Santa Land, it would be, you know, around Christmas. Exactly. But this is for people who want Christmas when it's not Christmas time. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, uh, that's an interesting experience. If you're if you're ever in the area, go check out Santa Land. (laughs) I I don't know if I dreamed this part of Santa Land or or if this is real. But what I remember when we went was they had these little you go in these little dark rooms, these houses. They look like little cottages, and you went in, and they had. The creepiest animatronics I've ever seen in my life, and they would play out little scenes from a Christmas Carol. Do you mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yep, that was terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like some Five Nights at Freddy's stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's burned into my memory. And it's well, th- it. thankfully it didn't uh, didn't scar you too much with the whole amusement park uh, right. experience. But it's part of what makes me what I am today. So I'm grateful. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> 
All right. Well, you know, obviously we're done talking about the barn. Yeah, I was going to say, you remember like 45 minutes ago when I joked that we were going to be here 45 minutes later still talking? I should have assumed. We'll talk about Uh, other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Though I had no idea we were going to veer off into Opryland, Magic Mountain, Santa's Place. This has been a fun segment of M3-4D. (laughs) It has. What were we talking about? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't remember at this point, so... uh, but hey, man. Goofy's Petting Zoo. That's what we were talking Goofy's about. Goofy's Petting Zoo. And we've done it. We've done it. We completed the task. Uh, we've got some fun ones coming up, though. I knew this one wasn't going to take us that long. But uh, on the list, coming soon to M34D, again, newer stuff that's been added to the Magic Kingdom since 96, obviously. But we've got things like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Um, actually, we're kind of getting to the point where we've got a few shows. Like we're, we've got uh, wishes. We're gonna talk wishes. Oh God, that's, yeah. that's just gonna be me open sobbing into a mic for fifteen minutes. And I know we talked about. We kind of talked a little bit about Stitch when we talked about extraterrestrial, but we do still have that on the list to talk about separately. So we could do that one. So because everybody loves that attraction, everybody Stitch loves that attraction. We we loved. And hopefully one day, maybe again. I don't know. Nope, nope. I'm, I'm still not giving up. It's it's uh, it's just close for refurbishments. It's coming back because that's everybody's favorite attraction. All right, Landon. Let's. Uh, anything else to say about Barnstormer? If not, I say let's plug all your stuff. Um, hold on. I'm going to try and think of something for 21 seconds to prove just again how short the actual... No. Uh, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landed down. I'm the best. Landed down. Not the rest. Sorry. I, I, I got a little sinus thing, so no no singing today. But that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Uh-huh. Sit on your butt and munch. Gorsh, that wasn't bad. Uh, that's where you can find podcasts such as Game of Thrones Talk, aka Got Talk, or the R&D Project, or Nearfall Radio. But instead of doing that, I would invite you to go search all of those terms into the iTunes Store separately. But I mean, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to tell you how to do your iTunes searches. Uh, where you can subscribe to all three of those podcasts, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Remember, five stars or GTFO. And I'm also on the Phil Show on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Radio station here in Knoxville, Tennessee, 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday, streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com. Well, Landon, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And we'll do it again next week, talking about some more fun stuff and, and who knows, going off on what tangents. <laughs> but but it's always it's always good. And, uh, and once again, congratulations on your nomination for your Peabody Award. I, I, I'm excited for award season. Uh, thank you. Long overdue. And uh, just as a preview next week, I have a pretty long rant about when I was in my hacky sack phase in high school we could get into. So, you know, tune you know, in for that, everybody. Yep. Look forward to that. And until then, I'm going to see you on the flippity flip. Welcome back to the monorail. Hope you enjoyed M34D today. We were chatting about the Barnstormer over in Fantasyland. Never the, wrote it. The goof. The goof. I've written it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about it. I mean, I know about it, but I don't remember what it happens on it. It's a swing ride. No.
No, no? that's Dollywood. That's at Dollywood, yeah. It's oh, funny because we talk about it on the same. The barnstormer. It's they're both same called name. the barnstormer, but this one's like on a track. Yeah, this is a little roller coaster. I guess I've never ridden it you either. Have. I have. You and Garrett rode it. Yeah, we rode it, but I forgot. Like I, I just know that you don't you go through like a billboard. Yeah, there's a hole in a billboard that Goofy crashes through. Yeah, it's been a while, but we have done it. Have I done it? I don't know if you've done it. I don't. Doesn't sound like something I would want to ride. I think you, I don't know, maybe we all did it? I don't remember. Maybe. It's been a very long time. Anyway, let's talk about something we have all done. So, McKenna and I, hosted by Garrett, got to experience Typhoon Lagoon last weekend. Yay! And I think that I've been, um, I have been open about the fact that I'm not the biggest water park person in the world. Uh, I kind of think they're a little bit gross. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> you all are lame So I went, Water parks are fun. So I went to Typhoon Lagoon with low expectations, but, well, let's say medium, because it's a Disney water park. So I expected a little bit more than what I've experienced at other water parks. This wasn't going to be o- Ogles Water Park from the 90s in Sevierville, Tennessee. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, because we had nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and, and I expected it to be like a step up from Splash Country at Dollywood, which for me was, it's fine. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do. I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It's awesome. It's definitely, it's definitely like 10 steps up from Splash Country. Yeah, I agree with that. It's on a whole nother level. I liked it. Did you guys get in the wave pool? We did. We didn't spend a ton of time in the wave pool. Kenna was scared by it. I didn't like it. Okay, like the six foot wave comes and you're, I don't want to go out there with the six foot wave and you're watching people get sucked into it. It's scary. It's not a fun it's thing so to fun. watch. It's so fun. I love watching people. I love watching people like ride it because they can do really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's, I don't like natural disaster movies, so I don't want to watch a six foot wave d- d- like consume people. When, when oh, the this? big, when the big waves come, it is chaos yeah and the only thing i didn't like about it is that if you're in an area where there's people around you you will crash into them i, I told you i was, I was really butts. fun i what i was i do is i go to the top of the wave and then i like kick people's heads it's really fun <laughs> garrett <laughs> gosh it's not on purpose but people are under me so my feet naturally hit them it is fun it's exciting i mean every wave pool that i've ever been in in the past you're sitting in a float and you're just kind of cruising along with the waves and i mean it's fun but it's like yeah okay it's still relaxing Mm -hmm. this is like something's happening (laughs) and you better be prepared yeah i i think the waves are not playing around i could spend hours in there yeah so I told you I was touching butts, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you guys I don't were think too. I you were doing that on butts. purpose. Yeah, I think you were aiming for butts. Maybe. <laughs> Garrett, just like Garrett's <laughs> aiming for heads with his feet. Yeah, terrible people. But um, it's so much fun. I love that wave pool. I really like the lazy river. I like the lazy river overall. Like in the park, and I don't know if this is true year round. Maybe this is just because we're in the middle of summer. The water is, it's cool, but it's not like cold. So there was never, like when you're getting in the wave pool or in the lazy river on the slides, it was never shockingly cold anywhere. Mm -mm. The only place where it's very cold is the water that's shooting into the lazy river from like the waterfall when you go into the tunnel. That is cold. Um, And then there's a place where there's some spraying water into the lazy river from the side. There's a couple places. That is very cold, but the water that's like in the lazy river is not. 
um, which is nice. Cause I always worry you, you get, when you're waiting on slides, you get dried off sometimes and then you're going to like hop in the slides and they're spraying the water on you. And if you go to water parks, that can be a shocking experience, Yeah, but it's really like, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Some of the water can be shockingly warm. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, Oh, why is it so warm? <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. We did do what McKenna was calling the fruit shoot. Yeah. The crush and gusher. I love the fruit shoot. Which is the water coaster with the three different slides. The banana blaster is, I guess, the most intense. I didn't think it was that different from the coconut crusher, which is the one that you have to ride if you're a single rider. Um, And then there's what? The third one? Is it pineapple or something? Plunger. Pineapple plunger. I didn't do that one. Did you all do that that one? one? It's different from the banana. It's like, it's not as... Uh, how you say bumpy <laughs> as the banana? Yeah. The banana has a lot more like ups and downs. It shoots you up more. I was afraid I was going to fall out yeah. at some points with Garrett because we don't weigh a lot together. So. Yeah. I, I thought they, I think they're really fun. Mm-hmm. I liked Mayday Falls a lot. I thought that was good. Yeah, McKenna, no. McKenna was a little nervous about Mayday Falls. That one was a little too intense for her. Um, and then we did, what's the one, uh, uh, Humunga Humunga Calabunga. We did that one. No wait for that slide at all. We were able to just hop on there and go. That runs really fun. Uh, That's a, just kind of a drop slide. It's five stories, I guess. Yeah. It was fun. Did you do that one? Yeah, I did. I don't do slides. I, okay. I love coasters. I love extreme coasters. I like the feeling if like. If this coaster crashes, it will be over. I'm cool with that. I don't like slides. I don't like them. I like to be in a tube. I know it's less safe in a tube, but I don't I don't like water. I don't like water. <laughs> yeah, McKenna's a little bit weird. <laughs> so are you. Pot, meat, kettle. Um. Seriously. <laughs> but um, I love water parks. Yeah. They're, it's really fun. I feel a lot safer on slides. Even though I still feel safe on, on roller coasters, and I, I love roller coasters too. Slides are just really fun for me. It's a different kind of experience yeah. going down on your own. Yeah. I, well, I think they're fun slides. I, I really like the theming. I, I think the park is pretty well thought out. Yeah, the whole natural disaster thing I love about that park. Yeah. Where everything's a bit ruined. The the boat, the is it Tilly? Miss Tilly? Miss Tilly, yeah. Um, when you get up to the top of like Humunga, Cowabunga, you're just right there. You can see the boat real close and it's smaller than what you think it is because from far away, it looks like it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, forced perspective. It's an amazing thing. But um, we did the, what were the, the slides, Garrett, that were up there? Storm slides. The storm slides. We did those too. And those were fine. I, the the wait was fine. too long in my opinion. There, there's also, there was like a family raft ride that we did. Um, what was it called? That had the big raft that you could almost put like five people in that we waited, waited a long time for. Yeah. And it was really a waste of time because it just so kind of went it went around a curve and that was it. What was, do you remember the name of that one? Nope. I don't either. So if, if there's a long wait for the big family, it's near Mayday Falls. It's like right there near Mayday Falls. If there's a long wait for that, don't do it. There's no, there is no reason to wait for that one. Yeah. Oh, and we did the one that you didn't get to do because there was a long wait. The day mm-hmm. you guys were there, yeah. which which was Misadventure Falls. Yeah, which was fun. And that was a really good one. That's yeah. a better family slide. Do that one. And it has a talking parrot. Yeah, there's an animatronic you get to see. You get a picture at the end of it. So 
there were two slides where we got pictures, uh, photo pass pictures. There was it was on Misadventure Falls and then the Banana Blaster mm-hmm. on the fruit shoot, the fruit shoot, <laughs> the crush and gusher. Um, and what they do is they take your picture and then as you're getting out of the the pool, the splashdown pool, they give you a little tag, like a plastic tag that has a rubber band on it that you can put on your wrist, and then you can add them to your photo pass later. Uh, so if you have PhotoPass, you've paid for the memory maker or whatever, you can do that. And um, there are different PhotoPass spots around the parks. We got our PhotoPass uh, picture at the beginning, like right at the entrance with the alligator. Yeah. What's I wonder what his na- name oh, is. Oh, I just, I remember him from the app in yeah. the game. Where's my water? Mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> dumb app. Well, we had fun. I, I think it was a good day. I was very pleasantly surprised. And now we need to try Blizzard Beach, which is something none of us have done. Yeah. So people we'll say really it's worse it. than Typhoon Lagoon, so we're probably ruined about it. You're saying people say Typhoon, Typhoon Lagoon, Lagoon is the is better, better of the two? Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. It has the Summit Plummet, which is the tall slide. I want to ride that one. So Typhoon Lagoon was good. Good experience. I, I am sad they don't have the, the reef that you can swim with the fishes anymore. But Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been so cool. Yeah. But, oh well. That was a, a positive uh, outcome for that experiment, and hopefully we'll have the same experience at Blizzard Beach. All right. So that's that. Last night, we did a special dinner at Coral Reef. Now, this is a place that Garrett had mentioned he really wanted to try. It's something that, actually, again, it's one I went to a very long time ago. I was probably, no, I was younger than Garrett when I went. I was like maybe... I don't know, eight or nine, probably when we went to Coral Reef when I was growing up. Uh, I don't remember anything about it other than the fact that you can see the aquarium from the restaurant. Yeah. So this is in the, it's in the seas pavilion. Uh, If you're walking up to the seas, you actually kind of take a right around the building and you, and Coral Reef is right there. And once you go in, um, you, you do like from the dining room, like almost every seat in the dining room, you've got a pretty good view of the aquarium. We were all the way on the end of the dining room. Like, if you went in, you had to walk all the way to the very end of the dining room, and that's where we were, near the top. Our view wasn't the best, but we could still see mm-hmm. see the fishes. Mm-hmm. It's, it was really nice seeing all the fish in there. Yeah. It was fun looking at all, all them swimming around, having a good time. Some sharks swimming in there. Yeah, the sharks were really cool. Yeah. One of them had its mouth open for a while. <laughs> Waiting for a fish to swim in. <laughs> He's being lazy. Yeah. He's like, just just feed me. Um, but it's a seafood restaurant. And I mean, so let's just first talk about observations of, of the theming and the atmosphere. I, I actually, I thought the the waiting area while you're we waiting to be seated, I liked the way it looked. I thought it was nice. But then once we got into the main restaurant, aside from the aquarium, I don't, I didn't really like the dining room that much. It was fine. I mean, I'm glad you liked the waiting room because we had a reservation, but we had to wait for a little yeah, while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we ended up, we got there at 810. Our reservation was at 810. We didn't get seated until almost 830. Yeah, which is odd. Yeah, it took a little while. Yeah. And just to just to kind of tell you, so our reservation was for 810. I thought that maybe by the time we were done eating, we'd be able to come out and see like the end of Illuminations. We didn't get out of the restaurant until 1030. Yeah, it was really late. So it wasn't just a long wait for our table. It took a long time to eat. It and did. it wasn't like we were eating slowly. No, no, not It was at all. a long experience. Yeah. So I don't know if that's typical of Coral Reef, but it's not typical of the other restaurants that we've eaten at. Mm-mm. It wasn't just our eating that yeah. kept us there. 
Well, <laughs> we had a talkative server. But also the service, the food coming out was just slow for us. Our yeah. server was really nice, though. He was very he was. nice. He gave us a lot of information. Yeah, he did. Uh, so anyway, it, it was slow. We were there for a long time. Um, and as we were kind of looking at the menu, I mean, we had looked at the menu before we went. And I thought that we had some ideas about what we might order. But once we got there, the menu was different. Yeah, because it's a seasonal restaurant. Yeah. That, so yeah. they changed it up. And it was pretty, it was limited. It really was. There wasn't a lot to choose from. So if you have picky eaters in your family, um, good luck. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. So it made it tough. Um, and they're pretty rigid with the customization options. Like it's, if it says you can't order this unless you add it on, like it's an add on to an entree, then there, you have to add it on to an entree. You can't order it. Um, the sides are limited. The mm-hmm. I, I mean, there is a kids menu, but um, I don't know. We we did struggle to find something that like Garrett wanted, and so they had like a, a crispy is it crispy shrimp uh, yes. appetizer. And we were gonna we we asked the server, is this gonna be enough if Garrett gets this as his entree? And he said, no, that's it's not gonna be enough. But we we do have an entree that wasn't on the menu. They can do an adult entree of the crispy shrimp and fries and hush puppy. But it was like, what, $33? Yeah. Why, yeah. I don't know why that isn't on the menu. I don't know why it's not on the menu, and I don't know why it's that much. Yeah, because it was not worth that. <laughs> but I think that that was the case with a lot of what we got. I feel it was like really that. expensive for no reason. Yeah, they have a, uh, it was a 10-ounce sirloin steak that McKenna ordered. And how much? Was that 34 I think it was 34 And it it wasn't even a good sirloin. It wasn't. I mean, it was like they took the cheap cut of meat and tried to over-tenderize it, so it was almost mushy yeah. in some places. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. I got a seafood boil, which was $40. Mm-hmm. came with a lobster tail, mussels. It came with andouille shrimp, and it came... Uh, andouille sausage and shrimp. <laughs> I was going to say what? Andouille shrimp. <laughs> a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, a hybrid. Uh, it had, of course, corn and potatoes and stuff in there. It wasn't... we Now, typically, when we've gone to restaurants like this, we have split entrees in the past because entrees at, at a lot of the signature dining restaurants are large. Yeah. It's a lot of food. And this, we could not have split. The, the, the server told us before we ordered it, we wouldn't be able to split it. And he was right. It would not have been enough food for the both of us. So it was small. We got I got that, and then we also you ordered the shrimp and grits. Yeah, and um, like mm. the seafood boil, I'll just say it, the seafood boil was fine. The lobster tail was fine. The lobster we got on the lobster roll, at the boathouse was way better. It was amazingly better. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I was disappointed with it, and then but the shrimp and grits I thought was good. That was what came recommended from our server yeah. as the best thing on the menu. Yeah. And with a limited selection and us liking shrimp and grits anyways, we yeah. figured why not. But, um, yeah. It, but again, I think the shrimp and grits at the boathouse was better. Yeah, yeah. And let me just also add, we got an appetizer of scallops. Mm-hmm. There were three. <laughs> there were only three scallops. three scallops. And that was like six, 14 or $16 yeah. or something ridiculous like that. It was good, but... They were good scallops, but yeah, three. Seriously? Yeah. Three scallops, and then there was uh, bruschetta in the middle. Bruschetta. Bruschetta. Yeah. Whatever. And Uh, I like the bruschetta, but again, uh, not worth that price. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, 
I'll give credit to our server because he was good. He was. He took care of us and he was very nice and also patient because he had some difficult customers that he was dealing with. He did. Some difficult guests. Um, but he did a good job. But overall, I think we came away kind of feeling like, you know, one and done. I don't, well, I don't think. I mean, it was $200 and La Cellier wasn't even that much for us. Yeah. And La Cellier was so much better. Yeah. I, whenever I got the the ticket and I reflected on what we ate, I thought this, this wasn't even worth it. Yeah. It really wasn't. I mean, I, I'm glad that we tried and mm-hmm. don't want to go back ever again. Yeah. I mean, I question like, would it have been better if we were seated like right at the aquarium, like right by no, the window? No, because that doesn't change the food. Portions. No, it doesn't change the food portions, but at least the experience would have been a little bit better because we were right by the kitchen. Yeah, we were. I say yes. I think it would have made the experience a little better. I um, love watching the fish. And, you know, it was it was kind of a late dinner. We were kind of grumpy and tired, but at the same time... Well, we were all hungry, and anytime we're all really hungry, we think everything tastes amazing. Yeah. None of us felt that way yesterday. Yeah, that's true. I loved my shrimp. Well, Garrett loved his shrimp. <laughs> McKenna's steak was served with a bacon mashed potato. It was like almost like a loaded mashed potato. She didn't really like it. I thought it was good. That was probably my favorite thing, aside from the shrimp and grits, was her mashed potatoes. Yeah, I thought it was it was okay. I... I don't like um, the fake smoky flavor that they added. Yeah, there was something off about them that I didn't like. Mm. Mm. Well, so... I, I had a good time watching the fish. I, I had a good time there. I think I think all in all, we were just thinking there are so many good options to for dining in, in Epcot. Mm-hmm. There would be no reason to return to Coral Reef. No. No, but I do want to go back to Sea Base. Well, that's yeah. fine. What we can do is instead pack a bunch of sandwiches and then sit in, um, in the aquarium area and just watch the fish while we eat our lunch. <laughs> yeah, and it'll if... be a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to? I don't, I don't know if they would let us just sit and eat sandwiches in the, aqua- in the, in the aquarium, but maybe. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, see, you've changed your opinion about Sea Base. I did. I um, I did not realize. So, again, it's not fair that I got that Epcot survey. Um, but I I didn't realize that there was all that aquarium over there. <laughs> I've never even been over there, so I thought the seas was Nemo, and I was saying this is kind of boring. <laughs> now I love the aquarium part. I like. I'll ride Nemo just so I can go hang out in the aquarium. One time I actually just went to go to the aquarium. I don't like the ride, but it's so great. I love looking at yeah. all the fish and the dolphins and the sharks and turtles. Yeah. I mean, you can go you can get in without just going riding. in the mm-hmm. in the in the souvenir shop, yeah. I want to hug a manatee. <laughs> Gosh. And they eat that lettuce. And I I always, whenever they're feeding the manatee, I always ask, oh, tell me about the manatees. One of them, they got their tail stuck in a propeller Mm -hmm. fan. Mm -hmm. It's so sad, but they take such good care of them. Yeah. Yeah. And the dolphins, the dolphins have a very large space to fly around. Fly? (laughs) I mean, for a dolphin, it's like flying because (laughs) they live in the water. Yeah. Okay. Or swim around. Flying through the ocean. Yeah, they're zipping and zooming. Mm-hmm. They're flying. Okay. <laughs> they really move. Yeah. 
they're fun to watch. That's probably my favorite thing is to watch the dolphins. I've always been a fan of dolphins ever since Flipper. Yeah, I just I whenever you look at the tanks, you can actually see some of the fish um, and the stingrays and stuff. They have like really bad scars and and things like that. I wonder if a lot of them, Our if they're not just you know. Mm-hmm. Um, raised in captivity mm-hmm. like some of them look like they're rescues mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool there was a stingray with a big gash on its face that looked like it healed but it healed open mm-hmm. but that poor little guy you know mm-hmm. but he's being taken care of by disney so dreams do come true yeah <laughs> although i'm sorry it got hurt yeah i think the takeaway here is that it, unless you've really experienced something that it's hard to know whether it should stay Are you telling me to keep my mouth shut until I know it? No, I think that's true for everybody. Because, you know, Landon had a similar thing with the Monsters, Inc. laugh floor. Like, because he had never done it before, but he was always like, this seems like it'd be a waste of time. And, you know, he did it now, and he, he thinks it's pretty cool. Yeah. But the seas, it, yeah, the, the ride is unnecessary. It's, I guess it's, it's for littles who really love Nemo, that would be the only reason. But it's not in good shape. The no. the um when we rode through yesterday oh, there was a there was one section where they had the volume cranked way too much so it was distorted. The voices like Dory's voice was distorted. And it would hurt your ears. Yeah, and then the voices weren't synced up with the video. Mm-mm. Especially in love. the in the EAC area with Crush. Like it wasn't synced up. It was weird. It's it's really weird because the first time you wrote it yesterday, it was fine. Yeah, we did Everything end up writing it. Normal. We wrote it twice yesterday because the first time... And actually, I noticed that the voices weren't synced up on the first ride through. Well, they were more synced up than they were the second time. But we wrote it the second time because McKenna... That was after McKenna had arrived and we were just filling some time before our dinner reservation. Yeah, every time I write it, it stops at one spot for me. And it's like right... Between the EAC and whenever they start singing um, in the big, big blue, blue world. world, yeah, and I always stop there. That's part of the reason why I write it because it gets me off my feet for a little while because I know it's gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> it does stop a lot. Yeah, we stopped there yesterday again, kind of in that little nook where you're not looking at anything. Yeah, it's just darkness. <laughs> yeah, it does have. I think it wins the award for the darkest queue. If you were to go through standby, that queue is almost pitch black. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how dark it is. Uh, yeah, so the ride, it's fine. I mean, I know that there are little kids who probably really like it. It just, it really needs some attention and some upgrades or something. I, I think that it's cool where they do the projection of the fish on the aquarium. That looks pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're in the aquarium. That's cool. Yeah. They could do more of that. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the rest of it is kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, and it's not really telling the story of Nemo. It's just, it's weird. Um, just some segments from it. Yeah, just segments. So, but there you go. So the seas is good. My campaign is change it back to sea base alpha. Yeah. Let's go back. Well, and just to let you know how much I didn't realize there was this giant aquarium in there. When Garrett and I were riding it yesterday, early in the day, um, and he was like, oh, check out the scuba diver. I thought it was just part of the video. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walk around and I see there's like scuba divers in there. I was like, oh, 
they're really, you can see this on the ride, you know? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm kind of dumb, but I figured it out yesterday. And here's the other thing you can do. While you're walking around Seabase Alpha, you go up to the second level, and then you walk into, there's like a circular kind of observation area. There are always cast members in there that will talk to you and tell you all about all the fish, and they are very knowledgeable and very friendly. Yep. And they And just engage with them because... You learn a lot from them. Um, When I went in there with my friends, when we met up, um, we actually talked to the lady who was feeding the manatees because one of my friends is studying to be a marine biologist. And she actually said that she got her degree. She is a marine biologist Mm -hmm. and that she was doing this as an internship at first. And now she just works here because she loves it so much. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Well... If you haven't been there in a while, go back and visit the seas. You don't have to ride the ride if you don't want to. But if you love Nemo, do it. And uh, don't don't worry about eating at Coral don't Reef. Don't eat at Coral Reef. There's other really good stuff there. Don't really worry about eating at Typhoon Lagoon either. I haven't yeah. experienced anything there that I was like, this is delicious food. Yeah. Uh, the milkshake was delicious food. The milkshake was good. They have Mickey sprinkles. They have Mickey-shaped sprinkles. <laughs> it's so cool. Hmm. Well, that's fine. We can pack sandwiches next time. That Cuban burger is just... Oh, next time we go there, we need to get the uh, Sunday in a pail thing. Yeah, we should do that. It's like a, it's kind of like a mini uh, kitchen I sink. I saw it. Yeah. It yeah. looks cool. We saw them carrying that around. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for playing along with us once again. If you would like to interact with us during the week, we are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Monday Morning Monorail on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Email us, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. And you can call us, 407-917-2144, if you'd like to leave us a prank call, which is usually what we get. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun. (laughs) I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's what we typically get on the voicemail. Yeah. Follow follow me, please. Please. Follow Garrett. Do it. He's the pipe And subscribe. I'm back uh, up to 106. I... I need to go back to 108, and 110 would be good, please. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so next week, hopefully, we'll have a lot more stuff to bring to your attention, and uh, we'll be just a week away from our adventure in Galaxy's Edge, so it's coming up. We're super excited. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're going to be doing an interview with Keenan and Rachel of Part of Our World Podcast, so watch the feeds for Part of Our World Podcast. And you'll get a little more Morning Monorail in your iTunes store. More Morning Monorail. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Until then, have a magical week, and we will talk to you next time. Cowabunga. Later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all real soon.